You dated someone from Hong Kong? Well, not really dated. What, uh, well, what does that mean, not dated someone from we Hong Kong? We hung out like for an extended period of time. It doesn't matter. Does it matter? Why do I have to? I don't know. You brought it up. We weren't really dating. We were more friends. I kind of friend zoned him. Why did you say you dated him then? I don't know. I think it just <laughs> came out. <laughs> it just seemed to like encapsulate something that I don't forget I mean, it. You know, words have meaning. No, oh, do they? Yeah. At least for some of us. For some of, the, uh, I know I this know is how, getting I bad. I don't know how I deal with you. I don't either. I really don't. But anyway, you started making up Korean words before we started recording. And then it reminded me of my friend, let me say my friend, from Hong Kong who spoke multiple languages. Korean was not one of them, interestingly. Actually, that isn't interesting at all. Oh. But I went to Hong Kong. Have you been to Hong Kong? No. Oh, that's too bad. I haven't even been to... Have you been to Europe? No. Have you been across the ocean? No. What kind of podunk am I dealing with here? I'm, I'm Where just, have you been? I've just been here. I like my house. Have you been out of Arizona? Yeah, I've been out of Arizona. Not recently. Well, like, I mean, you were raised what, somewhere in Michigan or something, right? I was raised in Chicago. Same thing. <laughs> no, it isn't. Oh, it's the Midwest. I, I never liked Michigan. I don't know. Is there much to like up there? I was in Minnesota for several years, and I can tell you, uh, I don't mean to piss anyone off, but I don't miss that much. Where'd you live in Minnesota? I lived in Minnesota. Actually, you know, it's kind of weird. I do miss parts of it because I think I, rem- I, re- I forget like 90% of the bad stuff. Right. Like the weather. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, the weather was awful. Yeah, it is awful. Other than the summer, there's like a very brief window. No, the summer was terrible, too, because it was hot, humid, and super buggy. It is buggy. I forgot about the bugs. See, I'm blocking the bad, too. <laughs> yeah. Hong Kong was pretty sweet, though. Good. I, I was I was there for about a week on business, and it was just so different from anything I'd seen be, before. It was so dense. Uh huh. It was a layered city, like vertically. You could go up the set of stairs. It would just keep climbing and climbing and climbing. You climb for a couple of stories, and then you turn a corner, and you'd be in this courtyard, which was like the, you know, there'd be an apartment building there. You climb a few more stories, and there'd be another apartment building, wow. and it was just so crazily three dimensional. It felt like an ant hive. <gasps> Maybe it was. No, it's not an anti. It's just it, there's it. Like I said, I'm repeating myself, but it's so dense and it's such a different way of living. You walk through it, and it's like nothing else. I mean, New York. I grew up in New York, so New York to a lot of people are kind of overwhelmed with how dense that is. That's nothing compared to Hong Kong. Nothing compared. Interesting. To Hong, Kong. Hong Kong saw New York and said, "Yeah, I can do that." <laughs> you don't even know I can do density. That. You don't even because you know Hong Kong is much more hilly. Built on the mountain, I think. I don't know. It felt like it was built on a mountain. I felt like it would be a wonderful city to live in just because you could walk almost endlessly. It's like a, an infinite loop. That's very interesting. It's a Mobius. And that was before I had Google Maps, so I had no idea how I found my way back. Yeah, for all we know, you're still there. I kind of wish I was. Sometimes I do, too. Well, that was in the good old days when it was actually an independent state, pretty correct, much. Correct, correct. Before China. Uh, what's happening in the world? Speaking of horrible imperialist powers... Yes. I think we have failed our audience. Well, of course we have. Oh, well, that's true. Okay. <laughs> of course. That's a given. In particular, we, we like to criticize the art world. Mm-hmm. We like to criticize Russia because they're, they're both horrible <laughs> pieces of putrid scum. But we haven't really been following up on the art and what's going on in Ukraine. I know in the beginning, several weeks ago, when did this start? I don't know. Like it's over a month. A month yeah, ago? it's going over oh, a month now. It's madness. We did talk about how, for some inexplicable reason, the Russians seem to be targeting artists and museums and stuff yes. like that and blowing them up. 
And that was, looking back on it, that's almost quaint now since Russia has shifted its modus operandi to just destroying everything in Ukraine, just leveling everything they see since they can't actually win. They're just destroying the whole damn thing. Mm -hmm. But the oligarchs, Mm -hmm. the rich bastards, Mm -hmm. there might be a connection with them and the terrible art world that we love so much. Well, we had talked about that several, several, several podcasts ago. Well, we had mentioned it a little bit, but we didn't. It was before the war we had that one. I think we didn't really go deep enough into it. It wasn't that deep. Explain why it's so shitty. Why the art, another aspect of the shitty art world being shitty. Right. Yeah. I think we, we just referenced how it was easy to possibly launder money, transfer funds around the globe. Precisely. Precisely. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like every time I turn around, mm-hmm. the art world just exposes another area of shittiness to me. Yeah. It feels like we're covering the mafia, but somehow worse. How is it? How is the art world? How is it worse? I'm going to answer my own question. Answer your own question. Unless, you, unless you'd unless you like to answer for me. Well, I'll try, but go for it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go first and you can go second. Okay. Uh, maybe because our illustrious art world pretends to be the virtuous guardians of culture or something, right? They actually pretend to be doing something useful, something deeply, deeply soulful and meaningful and use, and like the, the bedrock of our spiritual culturalness is comes from the art world. They're the guardians of that. Without them, we have no soul. What was your question? And yet they're just full of shit. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry. Why does f- covering the art world feel like worse than covering the mafia? Well, I think the that's mafia, one aspect. Go ahead. I mean, does the mafia really pretend to be anything but what it is? No. I feel like the art world does, but they're you know they're both malevolent entities in the world. Well, I think the art world is is twofold. I think there is an aspect of of guarding our our culture and guarding our aesthetic representations of the world but then that's an opportunity it's like you're always going to have opportunists like you have opportunists in real estate buying up all kinds of properties and in phoenix and real estate might be a bad correlation because there's so much nastiness but i i I take your point that not all the entire art world is not corrupt or, or meaningless artists are primarily at least the people i've associated with are primarily interested in in their craft they're primarily interested in you know, cultivating their yes. work and getting better. I mean, right? I mean, but right. But the artists you know are they successful? A few are. A few but not, are. It's not, hard. To, you know, no, it's, it's hard. It's hard, hard to be successful because it's rotten from the top. Right. And in some of the ways, it's rotten from the top. Sotheby's, Christie's, and Bonhams. Is it Bonhams? Is that I think it's Bonhams. Correct. Yes. Bonhams. And Bonhams called off Russian art auctions mm-hmm. in response to the Ukrainian war. Mm-hmm. So that's a positive sign. My question is. It's a very short, somewhat superficial article. They don't say if they are going to stop all the transactions they have with any suspicious companies may, that may be connected to Russia. Uh, and this was essentially canceling what they were referred to uh, annually as Russian Week, where Russian they focus week. on they focus on Russian art and stuff from Russia and Russians themselves. My other question is, how long are they going to hold off? Well, the article didn't answer those questions. The article just referenced that... Um, any Russian dealings were under scrutiny based on the list, basically, of companies or individuals not to do business with. And it was a little bit nebulous. I didn't get a sense that this was going to be a forever thing. I got a sense that it was going to be a pause. How long is the pause going to be and how deep is the actual pause actually being? It seems almost like a PR stunt. I don't think it's a PR stunt. I think they had to do something to continue would have gleaned them a lot of negative 
suppress a lot of negative feelings. They had to do something for what reason? Because they felt like there was going to be too much of a PR backlash or because they thought it was the right thing to do? Maybe both. I don't know that we can speak for Christie's or Sotheby's. Again, it's a pretty superficial article. Mm -hmm. So that's why it it leaves me wondering because they don't really do, they don't seem to be going out too far out of their way to really make sure this doesn't happen again. Well, I don't know how much they can control it though james you slap them on the wrist and they say oh okay i got a slap on the wrist i mean i'll come back next week and do it again because it's just a slap on the wrist but how much can the auction houses control they're they're literally the gatekeepers they can decide you know what we can actually decide to monitor who is buying and selling this stuff rather than just having a blind eye to it we can take a moral responsibility for not laundering money essentially they could do that but they don't care they don't really they don't do the due diligence to make sure who, they don't care who's buying and selling as long as they get the commission. Well, and they don't really have to care because in the U.S., I thought that most of the regulations focus primarily on antiquities and not okay. on the sale of art, right? But that's my whole point. They don't have to care, but they could if they chose oh, to. Oh, they could. They could. But that might take 20% off of their revenue. Exactly. So I thought it was interesting in that article they referenced um, Phillips auction house, the Phillips. Mm-hmm. I looked into that a little bit. Phillips is, is worldwide, Am I, or was I mistaken in that? I don't know anything about Phillips. Sorry for them, they make great bulbs. Phil, is that the same thing? <laughs> I don't think it's the same thing. I'm joking. What do I know? I don't know anything about the art world or the bulb it's world. Like, well, I was like, this Phillips auction house, evidently it's Russian-owned. Russian-owned Phillips was actually being more closely watched. But then they were kind of on the okay list on one hand because they had donated a significant amount of money to the Ukrainian Red Cross. And so, but they, you know, but in the second article, I thought it was interesting. There was a sentence that said the second article being, okay, it's art washing. Can galleries wean themselves off Russian oligarch loot? It's all about the Russian loot boxes. But they referenced... Um, this purchase of, yeah, they referenced Phillips, but they referenced it kind of, not covertly, but they said when when Russia bought Chelsea, that was actually in the article. And I was like, what do they mean? And so I guess- Oh, that's the the football, oh, the soccer team. Okay. They bought the town. No, it was the soccer team. Was it the soccer team? Yeah, yes. They had, and that guy, Amber, Amber, whatever his name was. Abramovich. Uh, Thank you. He he divested himself. That you know, there's that was a whole scandal, which I didn't bother reading. I just it's kind of hard to miss if you read the BBC. I just saw the title, you know, the mm-hmm. the titles. I never looked at the stories because I don't care about soccer or soccer teams or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was a big, huge story about him being kicked out of that league and whatnot. So it seems like the sporting world is more uh, proactive from a moral standpoint than the art world. In the is. art world. Right. Well, I instantly thought about Chelsea and like the area in New York with Chelsea and the art. You know? <laughs> and so I started looking and I was like, um, gosh, this this Phillips art auction house is in. I pulled up their site and they have presence in New York, London, Hong Kong, Geneva, Antwerp, Copenhagen, Moscow, Paris, Seoul, Southampton, Taipei, Tokyo and Zurich. And the right. actual holding is Russian Mercury Group. That's who holds mm-hmm. These houses. So they've got a pretty global presence. Yeah, well, all the thieves do. Uh, I mean, all the art galleries do. Right. you got to move the money around so you can't uh, can't get located too much and can't get taxed and whatnot. What was the most interesting thing you read in that article? Oh, I don't know. There, I took away several things from it, but I thought one of the things that really irritated me was this art critic Ben Lewis, mm-hmm. quote, agreeing. He says, quote, 
It's art washing. It launders oligarchs' reputations. The more these individuals and these ca- uh, countries weave themselves into the national art world, the harder it is to criticize them. Mm-hmm. Except I took real exception to that. That's not what art washing is. Art washing is the hidden transfer of wealth through legally opaque buying and selling of art. That's art washing. That's art washing. So he's, he's trying to clean it up, scrub it up, make it look like it's something not quite as bad as it really is. He's trying to it's whitewash just, it. Thank you. Exactly. It, it is money laundering, flat and simple. Flat and simple. And and he's trying to redefine that. And that, that really kind of irritated me because it's uh, he's being as fraudulent as the art world is. Oh, surprise, surprise, someone in the art world is being fraudulent. That was the exact point I was thinking of, the, this redefinition of, of laundering, you know, to launder reputations. I mean, that's really right. my big... Actually, after I read that quote and I read the rest of the article and took some notes, I couldn't get that out of my head because the rest of the article, it's not like it lost credibility, but maybe to some extent, I was just like, this is like the, the strangest perspective. I don't know that the, the article lost it, but it was certainly this guy is not doing himself, doing himself any reputational benefit for those of us in the know i mean mm-hmm. he's being a tool really right and also i thought it was and, in- and the article does say the art market largely unregulated provides an easy way to of uh, shifting money out of the country which is what we said months ago and the country being russia the country being russia or any country you want it to be another point from the article uh, <laughs> this goes to the depth of corruption in the art world uh and, and this is a quote from the article a spokesperson for the tate and the tate being the biggest gallery in london mm-hmm said, there are no UK sanctions against any of Tate's current individual or corporate supporters and any historic relationships with former donors associated with the Russian government have now ended. Which means at some point they were in bed, or it indicates at some point they were in bed with some pretty nasty people, mm-hmm. and only because of the, the sanctions have they decided that maybe they should get out of it. Well, yeah, that's what sanctions are for, dum-dum. Right. And the fact that your organization has to go out of the way and say, hey, we're... We're not colluding with bad guys. How about them apples? It's interesting, too, that they were talking about that um, through art, as they become more and more public figures through art, that it actually cushions them back home in Russia. Did you find that interesting? I think that's complete nonsense. Uh, Do you? Whoever says that doesn't understand Vladimir Putin. Putin doesn't give a shit what anyone else thinks. He'll do whatever he wants to do. If he if he can take the highest profile person who's in opposition to him and try to kill that person several times over and over again, yeah. he will send hit squads and kill people in other countries. Yeah, that's happened, huh? Yeah, it continues to happen. So that 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 was a really silly idea. I don't know what kind of nonsense nonsensical person put that in. The author of the article. Uh, weren't they quoting someone? Or maybe they weren't. Maybe they were just really naive. They were opining. Opining. I just wondered if you thought that was accurate. Because I don't know. Oh, no. I'm, I'm saying it's completely inaccurate. I mean, you, <laughs> they're doing this because they want to be celebrities. Not because it's going to protect them from Vladimir Putin. The only thing that can protect you from Vladimir Putin is, um, let me think. That would be nothing. <laughs> it seems like that, doesn't it? It seems like he's the like Doctor Evil. Well, no, Doctor Evil was a lot less evil. Well, he was kind of humorous, and he was a lot yes. less effective. He couldn't affect most of the plans right. that he wanted to affect. Oh, James, what are we going to do with the art world? I don't know. We could actually we could just place some laws that require them to disclose who's buying and and where they're going and how much these things cost. You know, we just disclosure laws. That's really all you need. You just apply the same rules and regulations to the art world that everyone else has to abide by. That's a that's a place to start. Yeah, exactly. 
and then make me czar of art in the United States. I get to decide what is art and what is not art and who should sell and for what. And then everything will be fine. And I'll do that for a measly $10 million a year, plus bonuses. <laughs> Why do I think that's a good idea? Because <laughs> you're insane. <laughs> you know, it goes to the point, again, another quote from the article, in the States where auction houses undertake only voluntary anti-money laundering checks and most commercial galleries, none mm-hmm. at all, sanctioned individuals have been found buying art through advisors and a complex arrangement of shell companies. Yes. A 2020 Senate subcommittee found Arkady, his son Igor, and Boris Rottenberg, Russians who were under sanctions in America, were able to buy $18 million mm-hmm. worth of con- contemporary and modern art at auction and privately, yes. through private transactions. Nobody's stopping these people. Nope, doesn't seem like it. You know, the government, for whatever reason, doesn't care, our government, and the art galleries and the auction houses just want the money. They don't care where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. I know, this just seems like a total and complete indictment of the art world. Devoid of culture, fundamentally an instrument for money laundering. Boy, that, that left you speechless, huh? Boy, that left me. I'm just... All all the artwork you buy, Catherine, I know it's just to launder your, all your money. All your million, billion, trillions of dollars. You're just buying all those little trinkets just to launder your dirty money. <laughs> no. My question about this is, do you think that the collections that these people have acquired, these oligarchs, do you think they're keeping the art safe? Are their collections intact? In some cases, absolutely. I think they probably are. They have built some pretty nice galleries in Russia. Okay. That one soccer guy has uh, the garage, I think they called it, or something like the that. The garage, that right. Like, that looked like a nice goddamn museum. Isn't that in Gorky Park? Somewhere like that. It's, it's in it's Russia. It's in Moscow, yeah. As putrid as this story is and the whole unfolding of this nefarious approach to art and money laundering, etc., Should we be grateful to some extent that they're at least keeping the work safe? Is the work any good? I don't know. They might be keeping that work safe, but they're keeping the work in Ukraine safe? That's my point. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder there. No, no. Go. You have more thunder than I do this morning. Oh, no, no. I think you had a lot more interesting things to say about the Ukrainian art than I did. We started talking about some of the destruction of the Ukrainian art. And again, some of this feels so naive. In retrospect, things have gotten so much worse in a month. And, and certainly the devastation um, of, of people is primary to the devastation of things. But in this one article, it was an opinion article from the NBC News. And it was like the title of the article is during World War II, my parents' generation had the foresight to do what many Ukrainians are doing. And they're basically hiding art or trying to protect the art. And I found it very poignant to think about, you know, a quote from the article, they say, civilization's art and architecture are the final words they leave to the future. But often war, by accident or intent, extinguishes it. I just started thinking about the Buddhist statues that were distinguished, um, Palmyra, that was wiped out a couple years ago, several years ago. And it's just such a shame. Because, you know, again, to me, to restate probably what I said in the former podcast was... It just really takes humanity down. It just levels it. It just levels everything. Oh, levels yeah. it in the real sense of destroying it. In the real sense of destroying our humanity just to, to go after someone's art. Whether you like it or not, whether it's quote unquote good or not, it was those expressions and, and what happened at that time. It's like when people were spray painting over cave paintings or rock art, even here in Arizona, that was happening. 
it pisses me off. So you don't like it because it's the last line of humanity. Like it's like the you, last line. Yeah. I, I was trying you, to. You're, you're erasing the people. You're erasing that they ever existed. Yes. I mean, because what else do we have? I like to talk about like the beads and all of that and being these little tiny graphic representations for some of the, the stuff, particularly in the 1700s, 1800s, how they were etching on beads and doing work and how beads talk. But cave paintings predate like someone taking a rock and etching into another rock or drawing something into a wall, pretty much a canvas was you know the first documented expression that we can see and then people would paint over it or not appreciate it and i feel like it's the same thing it's like you're kind of leaving a part of yourself behind why can't we appreciate that and so i mean it's horrible that they're killing all of these people it gives you a connection to humanity it does span the span of the, the ages that we've spanned over and i think it gives you more perspective and i think if you're just into destruction you don't like that kind of thinking because it takes away from your power. Like yes. if you want to be the most powerful guy on the block, you don't want anybody thinking about anybody but you. You don't want to put your, your horrific war crimes in context. And the more past you have to look at, the more you can put things in context. And the smaller it makes everyone feel. And it feels, you know, you feel more connected to the past humanity. And I think that helps to make you feel more connected to current humanity, which makes you a little bit more compassionate and less likely to, to invade other countries. Exactly. Boy, I don't know. That seemed like a rant, but and it maybe it's being really naive, but maybe it's not. Maybe if we were just a little bit smarter and better educated, we wouldn't uh, be so violent. Though I'm still pretty violent. You're still pretty violent. I think so. I mean, I really would smack around Putin if I if I had the chance. I, I wouldn't want to touch him personally. The whole article was a bit naive because they were talking about the the Geneva Conventions, and since right. 1899, it has 1899. Been you know, you, you're not allowed to, in, in war, directly target property uh, in wartime. Right, and wanton destruction. And they said wanton you can't wanton destruction. But Thank the you. laws are toothless. I mean, i.e. the Buddhist statues and Palmyra. Well, they don't I mean, prevent, it's like most laws. They don't prevent crime, but they, they, can pre- help, they can help bring people to justice afterwards. And it also shows how just your cause is, mm-hmm. right? If you're just going and destroying apartment blocks and museums, you're a piece of shit. You are yes. nothing better than a criminal. You are worse than a criminal. But if you try to avoid doing that, at least you can point to that and say, yeah, you know, at least we're not destroying this the stuff that really matters. Mm-hmm. We're just killing people. We're just mm-hmm. doing that. Right. That was naive. And it was an opinion piece, but I thought it was interesting. You know, one of the things I remember from this article, <laughs> the Americans and even the Nazis went out of their way to avoid destroying things like Coyote, 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 Japan, Coyote, Coyote, Japan was uh-huh. on the list of, you know, uh, was supposed to be a, a big main target that they were going to hit. And for cultural reasons, America decided not to target them. Uh, and the same thing about Paris. The Germans avoided Paris and avoided some other big cultural areas where they just refused to destroy. Mm-hmm. So what I guess I'm saying is the Russians mm-hmm. are worse than the Nazis. So I don't think we really need denazification. I think we need de-Russianification. Ooh, that's an interesting concept. But in the end, the story really wasn't about Ukraine. Even though they let off with that, it was just about how art gets destroyed. It was about how art gets destroyed. Oh, and then you sent me that one from Italy. Oh, I don't right. know what you were doing. Uh, that. I think it was lost in translation. I re- I sent that at like two in the morning. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> was lost in translation so you were drunk the article was drunk and it seemed to make sense at the time it was a drunk dialing moment this was from some italy website and i guess they did some auto 
translate on it because it was almost unreadable. It was, it was unre- a- yeah. When I reread it, the first time I read it, I thought I understood it. And on top, on top of that, <laughs> it was just a dumpster fire of a website. It was a dumpster fire. You know how you get those ads that scroll up from the bottom, that big banner, at the, uh, the Google banner at the bottom that gives you like different ads? Yes. Well, what I loved about this website is that their cookie option list, which you also get a lot of times uh-huh. that scroll up from the bottom, um, those two things were kind of uh, fighting for attention and covering each other up. It's like they couldn't <laughs> even get the junk that they were trying to shove down your throat. They couldn't even get that right. And- I kept, I don't know, like a dozen times I tried to just copy and paste the art, the title of the article, and I couldn't because they decided to use a little fancy JavaScript to make sure that any time you interact with the title, it just reloads the page for some reason. I had the same issue. It doesn't want me to copy the title of the article. Oh, my God. that What a crime that would be. Oh, my God. I'm a work criminal. <laughs> You're an art criminal. Trying to, co- oh, no, no, this is plagiarism. I'm trying to copy their article. The oh, plagiarism. Article. A word criminal. Did you say word <laughs> criminal or war word. criminal? You said word criminal, but I like that better. Word criminal. You're a word criminal. Don't I be am. a word oh, criminal. Oh, boy. The things I do to words, Catherine. Well, the you things I do no to idea. words. The things I do to words. Yeah, but you're more of an artist about it. I'm more of like a mafia hit guy. <laughs> I'm just I'm just the muscle. And I'm the, I, and I finesse it before I butcher it. Hey, you need me to mess up this word? I'll go take them out. Don't worry about it. I'll mispronounce it. I will misspell that word like it never. No, yes. it won't ever be able to spell again after that. <laughs> nobody will never ever spell that word right after I get through it again. The word. No, nobody. Oh, for God's sakes! A paraphernalia. I could take that word and make it like like you never even knew about it. Paraphernalia. Paraphernalia. Whatever word you want, do it. <laughs> I can do it. I got. I got all kinds of them. I messed them up good. Yeah, we messed this whole podcast up good. Yeah, we did. Speaking of something good, did you watch the Grammys last night? I've Why get would I do in. that? Because you have two and a half plus hours of your life that you don't need back. Uh, no, thank you, ma'am. I watched it. I enjoyed it. That's insane. I don't understand how people do that. How many awards did BTS win? None. How did you even watch it? I would expect if they didn't... I'm, I was surprised that didn't just send you over the edge. No, it didn't. I, I expected it. I, I don't think the Grammys reflects what people often... I mean, they're just a phenomenon, and I, you know, I don't know. It's an award show. It's not a phenomenon. <laughs> the BTS is, though. In, in terms of the Grammys, Zelensky was on the Grammys last night. Okay. It was a very interesting, I mean, I actually got teared up. Hmm. It was a, a very beautiful moment. That's very strange. Yeah. That's very strange. He was asking for help, and I, I just thought that was, that was worth seeing. Yeah. Anyway, it was worth seeing. Okay. So... Oppose the Russians and oppose galleries and auction houses that are doing bad things. Make your own art. Make your own damn art. Or go to go to Banksy's website. And so, yeah, just do that or make your own art like I did. <laughs> and then I sent a picture to my friend. I said, does this elicit any emotional response? And she said, no. So I'm, I was done with that. But anyway, on that note. That's a harsh out. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> okay. Stop the war.